Good vachen. Hope you had an awesome Shabbos. So every once in a while, I hear something, and upon reflection, I get an insight or some greater clarity on perhaps how Judaism works, even though it's not related to Judaism at all. Tonight, that insight relates to the Ten Commandments. Now, you might have heard one of the most famous questions with regards to the Ten Commandments. Namely, if they are ten, why do we split them into two tablets of five and five? It can't simply be because God knew it would look way cooler thousands of years later in 1956 to have Charlton Heston holding two shorter tablets of five rather than one long tablet of ten. So, of course, there's an answer. And the answer that is most often given is that the two sides represent two important categories. The second set relates to interactions between humans. Don't murder, commit adultery, steal, lie, or feel jealous of the life of others. The first set are all seen as commandments between us and God. Believe in God, don't believe in fake gods, don't use God's name in vain, and celebrate Shabbos to remember that God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, which all makes sense until... You get to the last one, number five, respect your parents. Now, if we can all agree that our parents are human and that we are humans, well, then shouldn't that one be on the other tablet? And no, you can't just say, well, then it would be lopsided. So we just move this one over. It doesn't work that way. Now, there are a bunch of answers and insights to resolve this issue, and maybe we can spend a couple nights this week to explore some of them. But tonight, I want to share with you one that I just realized based on something I heard. See, tonight's podcast is being sponsored by not only a dear friend, but a really special man and a friend of the entire community. He's someone who's always there to help a person, is generous with organizations, and yes, happens to make Toronto's most wicked sushi. But most of all, he's super humble, and he is sponsoring this in honor of his father, Reb Chaim Benavigdor's 12th yard site. And when I asked him about his father, he mentioned something amazing, that his father never told him what to do but simply provided him with the information and tools to make the right choices and always set a great example and then gave him the independence and trust to make the right choice. And upon hearing that, a light bulb simply went on for me. Perhaps that is an answer to our original question. Why is honor thy parents on the side of humans and God rather than human and human? Well, because if you think about it, the system of Judaism that God gave us is exactly the same. He doesn't force us what to do. He simply provides us with the example, then provides us with parents who are supposed to be that example to follow after him, and then gives us Torah, which is all the information and wisdom needed to make the right choices in life. And then he gives us independence and trust and believes in us that we can and will make those right choices. So that fifth commandment is really an example that allows us to understand God's entire formula for humanity. And most of all, one thing is sure, if you follow that system well, you see it works. Well, because the proof is in the pudding. Just look at the type of guy his son Andrew has become. It's amazing. I don't think I ever saw this image and process so clearly, and I have this man to thank on his yard site. Set the best example possible and provide all the wisdom. You can't get a better formula for success than that. And then trust the person. I also have to say that every year for this Yortzeit, my friend would bring a whole bunch of people together to learn in merit of his father's memory and provide a great sushi spread for all to enjoy, which obviously and unfortunately can't happen this year. So I thought to myself, you know what? 
And now he doesn't know I'm going to say this and I'll probably get in trouble for it. But as you might know, in Toronto, we've just had renewed lockdown restrictions for most things other than essentials. And some of the people that get hit the most are those small businesses, especially if some of their big business comes from events, simchas, large meetings and things like that in the catering business. As such, I imagine Andrew's shop is hurting a little or even a little more than a little. So maybe in merit of his father's memory, consider ordering a little something from Umami. You'll thank me for yourself or even to gift to someone who could use a pick-me-up or is locked in. And when you call, tell him you heard about it on the podcast and that our learning together and mitzvah of helping him should be a merit to his father's neshama. Trust me, the sushi's awesome. You'll say thanks. All in all, let's keep the example of his father and continue to make an impact in the world. I'll put the details for Amami in the podcast note. And on that note, wishing you an awesome night. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.